Let's all join together and pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts here be pleasing in your sight. For you are our rock, you are our redeemer. Amen. It was a day that I'm never going to forget. Because as I was waiting nervously for the first time for the teacher, my dad, actually, to write anything on the board, I knew what it meant when he wrote something on the board. It meant that I would have to wear them. And from the back of the room, that was probably about all I could see on that day before I did it. Because in the fourth grade, I found out that I had really, really bad eyes, that I needed glasses. And I thought that because I needed glasses, that my world was going to end. But you know how the story goes. You wrote on the board, it was time, and it didn't. <laughs> my friends were actually really nice. People were very kind about it. They said really kind things. Don't worry, it's no big deal. Actually, they look, they look pretty cool. It's pretty nice that you have those things. But more than, more than those words, the reason why I remember that day is because my world went from something like this to putting them on and seeing things clearly for the first time in a long, long time. When I got what I needed to see, my life absolutely, fundamentally changed. I remember that day, but I don't think it comes close to comparing with this guy and his day. Because this was what his world, his life had been like all the way up to this point. This man had been born blind, born in darkness. This was all he experienced. This guy had never seen a fiery sunrise rise over the ocean. This guy had never seen the green of grass, the bright blue sky above him. He'd never seen spring flowers opening up in all their different colors. This guy knew nothing, nothing about what the world around him even looked like, not even once. But then this day came for him, and he met Jesus, and his life changed. Because Jesus, strangely, you heard about it, and I saw your faces. You, you heard the strange thing he did. He spit, and he made some mud, and he put it on this guy's eyes, and he told him, go, wash in this pool. And the guy went, and he did it. And he went home seeing. Do you realize what that trip home was like? He went from darkness to seeing people and faces. To the family and friends that now he could actually visualize and understand what they looked like. He saw animals. He saw trees. He saw that sky. Seemingly bizarre instructions from this absolute stranger and his life changed forever for the better. The man who was born blind could never have changed the darkness on his own. 
he needed somebody else to see. And Jesus did it for him. Now, you know the realities of blindness. It can be kind of harsh, right? Maybe you were one of the people that experienced blindness in the last three years. It was almost three years ago to the day. Maybe you experienced something called nose blindness. You remember the reality if you had COVID? You remember the reality of, of nose blindness that came with it? It meant that you could make a huge, terrible mistake and you would have no clue what was going on. Nose blindness meant that maybe really tasty food that you love to eat, that was gone. And that smell and that taste of peanut butter was just a distant memory because it was nothing. Maybe it meant that spicy food that you can't handle, that you can't eat, that, well, you could eat. And then you experienced what spicy food was like inside your body. It meant that all those awful smells that God kind of intended to smell bad, that you would actually want to stay away from those things, it meant that those awful smells, they weren't bad for you. So those awful smells, you could be close to them. You could be around them. And you won't even know what it smelled like anymore. You don't volunteer for blindness in your eyes and your nose in any sense. Because blindness for anything can range on the scale of bad experiences to dangerous situations. Times that might actually end in death. Now you heard the dangers of spiritual blindness from all these other people in the story. This man was not the only one who was struggling with blindness. First you heard about Jesus' disciples as they're talking about this guy. They thought that this man had sinned and that's the reason why he couldn't see. They were absolutely sure that either him or his parents had done something wrong and that this was a punishment from God that God was taken away his sight because of something bad. Oh, but Jesus had to clear things up from their blind eyes. They were confusing punishment with God's opportunity. And even after a long time with Jesus, they were really confusing Christianity with the religion of do good, get good. If you do the right things, God blesses you. If you do the wrong things, bad things are coming. Even after years with Jesus, they still couldn't see. The Pharisees were pretty divided and pretty blind about the whole thing too. Some were sure that Jesus had done a sinful, awful thing by healing this guy on the Sabbath day. Others doubted that he could have done such a good thing if he was just a regular guy. But in the end, they had enough. When they questioned the man and how they'd seen him healed and how he went from blindness to sight, they had enough of him and they kicked him out. They didn't want him anywhere around because he was pointing people to Jesus and what Jesus had done for them. They were blind. Blind like you and I can be blind too. Blind in a spiritual sense. 
blind, maybe for you it's the seriousness of sin. That what you do matters. That sin can send you down a path, not just to bad things in this world, but a path that can lead to hell. Spiritual blindness, maybe for you it stops you from admitting that you've done something wrong. Admitting that you need help and that maybe that thing doesn't even bother you anymore. And blindness like that will make you start to question if you need help at all. But I think the other side of spiritual blindness is probably what's tougher for you and me to understand. It's blindness to the truth that Jesus is for you. That you are forgiven. That you are loved. That you are perfect in God's sight right now. That yes, that failure that tortures you from a long time ago that comes back up in your head again and again. That that thing is done and gone. That God was done with it a long time ago. That Jesus means that you are free from that failure, from all your sins, even right now. That you might become blind to God's goodness to you. No, the truth is, you and I, you and I need Jesus to see just like that blind man did. And Jesus does that for people. After this blind man got tossed out, Jesus went and he found him. And he said to him, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have now seen him. In fact, he's the one speaking to you. The man, with his eyes opened for the first time, said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Yeah, you need Jesus to see. And Jesus gives you sight too. So that you see how much you need him. Jesus does not hide the painful truth that sinners need to hear. He shows you your sins in his word. He cuts through all the excuses and the rationalization. And he breaks you down so that you've got no defenses left anymore. He drives you to absolutely see that you are desperately, desperately in need of help from God. And then he opens your eyes again to see that he is absolutely everything you need him to be. He is the answer to your failures. He is the one who forgives those awful addictions and all the things that come with him. You are able to see him and his love for you and what he's done for you and the forgiveness that he brings to you. Your eyes are open to a Savior who has died for you because he loves you more than anything else. Your eyes now are open to see that you are perfect in his sight. Your eyes are open to see what God has made you in Jesus. It's what God did for you in your baptism when he has washed you clean. When he created and strengthened faith inside of you and trust in Jesus and what he's done for you. Your, your eyes are opened every time he sends you back into his word. 
Because you're going to see Christ, Jesus, at the center of all of it, pointing to him and his love and his forgiveness for you every time. Your eyes are open so that you see the gospel, the good news, and you know without a doubt it's for you. And especially during Lent, he keeps your focus on him in his battle to win your forgiveness so that whenever you look at a cross, you don't see a symbol of death. You see what Jesus did to win forgiveness for you. You see that it's not about you and what you've done, but about what him and what he's done for you. You see Jesus and you know that it is done and that it's finished and that there's nothing that anybody can do to take that away from you. In these weeks, especially, you focus in on who he is, your Savior. You remember these? If you don't know these uh, from the back of cereal boxes in the 90s, uh, do you know that these are still really popular today? You can find books of these things and go through just tons and tons of pages These are, uh, they're called stereograms, or maybe you know them as magic eye pictures. But you know how to do them. You got to get your eyes to refocus. I didn't get this one to work last night or any time that I tried this week to get them. But what you do is you look kind of beyond the picture. And your eyes refocus and reshape. And then all of a sudden, it changes. And you see... And the picture stands out and it pops out for you. And then, oh, it's the coolest building feeling. It's the best thing when you can have this hidden picture and it comes to light. When your eyes change, you can see the reality that's really hidden underneath it. Later on, maybe you'll be able to see this one. I never got this one. But I think this is what life is like for us as Christians sometimes. That there is this hidden picture, this hidden reality, and until God changes our focus and changes our eyes, you can't see it. For John, the guy who was with Jesus when he healed this blind man, I think John had a time in his life that really felt like this, where he couldn't see the reality. God would have to change his eyes because much, much later on in John's life, John had to be far away from the people he loved. John was exiled to a faraway island where there was nobody, where he couldn't do what God had called him to do, where he was probably close to the end of his life, where everything that he must have saw would fill his heart with sadness. And then God opens his eyes. The book of Revelation is God opening John's eyes to see this hidden reality behind all of it. And here's one of the high points for John, I'm sure. John writes, I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me. And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet with a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, 
and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and coming out of his mouth was a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like the sun, shining in all its brilliance. When I saw him, John says, I fell at his feet as though dead. Because his eyes were opened to seeing God. To seeing God face to face. And he knew when you come face to face with God and you're a sinner, you don't deserve anything but death. But Jesus opened his eyes. He placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead and now look. Open your eyes and see, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death in Hades. Yeah, his life that he was living on earth, he couldn't see the picture. So God opened his eyes to see the real reality behind it. Jesus was with him. Jesus was for him. Jesus was giving him something better to look forward to. And that, brothers and sisters, because God opens your eyes to Jesus and what Jesus has done for you, that's the reality that you get to look forward to. That there will be a day when your eyes are opened and you don't see the messed up things of this world and your life. No, instead, your eyes will be opened to a place where there's nothing bad, where you love other people perfectly, where you are absolutely perfect where you get to see your Savior face to face with your own eyes. And that's what is the awesome equalizer for all of this. Yes, for maybe a lot of us here, we don't have 20-20 vision. But even if you do, even if you've never had glasses or contacts, you need help to see things clearly. And Jesus is going to do this for you. One day, your eyes are going to be changed like this blind man. You won't have misunderstandings. You won't have doubts. You're going to get to see Jesus. And when you see him, you know that you're going to see clearly for the first time and from then on and forever. Amen.